Good day, my name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. So I've been looking forward to bringing you this episode for quite some time now because making poor losing river calls, it's a problem that all of us have, and it's a huge leak that we need to address as soon as possible. And that's what I'm going to help you do with this episode. We're going to learn to make winning river calls and some smarter laydowns. To help you learn from this episode and to get the most from your study time with it, first, whip out that poker journal. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> and then go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 459 for note taking help. Okay, no more talk. Let's get to river calling. Gambate! Woohoo! I'm a college man! I won't need my high school diploma anymore! I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! SMRT! I mean SMART! So, how many times have you heard someone say, I know you've got it, but I call? Yeah, we've heard that hundreds of times from other players. What do you think in your head when you hear somebody say this? It's probably something like, then why are you calling? It's obvious you're beat. You know you're beat, so you should just save those chips and fold right now. Of course, we don't say this aloud because we're happy that players make losing calls like that. It boosts our profits. However, I want you to right now be honest with yourself. Have you ever said this? I know you've got it, but I call. Now, I know that I have dozens, if not hundreds of times, but I'm always striving to make winning river calls, and I'm striving to fold when I know I'm beat, and I want to help you do the exact same thing today. So we're going to start this off by seeing how much you are winning or potentially losing when you're making river calls. So if you're on your home computer or your, your poker playing computer, I guess I should say, open your Poker Tracker 4 database and run a specific filter. Very simple filter. Go to Actions and Opportunities on the river and turn on Any Call. This is going to filter for calling the first bet, calling a donk bet, calling a float bet, calling the third raise, whatever it is, any river call, run that filter. So take a look at your win rate. What is it? Hopefully it's a positive win rate. But for many players, you're going to find a negative win rate. Sometimes it can be as bad as negative 1,000 big blinds per 100 hands or even worse than that. Now, a lot of people are going to tell you that being a slightly losing player when calling rivers, that's okay. It's acceptable. For example, if your win rate is negative 500 big blinds per 100 hands, that means you lose on average five big blinds with every river call you make. So they're going to reason something like, uh, well, you commit on average 10 big blinds through the streets before the river. After you call, you end the hand on average with only losing five big blinds. This means your river calls are saving you five big blinds. Good work! Now I'm going to tell you, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Your decision to call should lead to winning the hand most of the time, giving you a positive win rate. I know that you are not calling to lose less. Nobody calls with the idea in, in their mind. They're not saying to themselves, well, this call, it's going to lose me less in the long run. Nope. We call rivers to win the hand, so we shouldn't be satisfied with a losing win rate. So why do we make losing river calls, especially when we know we're beat? Most often, we have a one-pair hand, and we hope we're good. 
We hope he's bluffing. We hope he's betting a weaker hand. We hope he didn't just river his flush. And maybe we hope that he wasn't betting trips the entire way. Losing river calls are the most expensive mistakes in poker. This is when the pot's the biggest, so a bad river call, it's worse than a bad preflop call, a bad flop, or a bad turn call. So why do you call the river with a top pair hand or just any one pair hand when you know you're beat? I think there are four reasons why you call, and they're all related to emotion. So reason number one is that you don't want to be bluffed. It sucks getting bluffed. You pull off bluffs all the time. And because of this, there's some hopeful part of you that believes your opponent also bluffs all the time. But here's the truth of the matter. Most of your bluffs are made pre-flop, on the flop, or on the turn. And they get progressively fewer as the hand goes on. You and your opponents bluff the river the least often. Let's see how often you bluff the river. You're still on your Poker Tracker 4 computer, I imagine. Run another filter for simply bet river. Now go through every single hand and calculate the percentage of bluffs that you made. Now I went through my database, I did this for two months, and I came back with 96 river bets. I went through all of them, and I counted eight bluffs. Yeah, less than 10% of my river bets were actual bluffs, and I broke it down. Four were weak pairs, one was an ace high, and three were no pair hands. So it's pretty obvious, I'm a value-oriented river better, and most other tight aggressive players are this way, as are loose aggressive and recreational players. Most players, if you think about the hand that they hold at the river, they're often happy just checking and maybe calling instead of betting because they have a weaker showdown-worthy hand and they have missed draws or they have a weak second pair kind of hand. So if they're betting, it's most likely for value. Now, reason number two that we make losing river calls, it's because you feel you are pot committed. So you've put money in the pot on the first three streets, and you still think of that money that you already put in as your money, and you're just not going to give up on it. But here's the truth of the matter. The money in the pot, it's no longer yours. The only way the pot should affect your decisions is when you are calculating some form of poker math like break-even calling point math. Let's give a quick example, right? If the final pot is 20 big blinds and your opponent bets 10 big blinds, you need to win the pot 25% of the time just to break even with your call. And all break-even math is, it's just the risk divided by total reward. The pot is 20, he bets 10, you're going to call 10, that's a total reward of 40 big blinds. Your 10 big blind call divided by the 40 big blind pot is 25%. So you got to ask yourself, are they bluffing 25% of the time? Are you winning at least 25% of the time? Now, folding does not make you a weaker player, but calling when you know your beat does. There's no such thing as pot committed when you know your beat. If you can save 10 big blinds by not making a losing river call, that money stays in your bankroll, and a big blind saved is a big blind earned. Now, the third reason why we make losing river calls, it's because you just cannot accept that your hand is no longer good. So sometimes that one pair hand, it just feels so strong that it blinds you to the fact that it can still lose. Maybe you hit top pair, top kicker, ace, king on an ace high board, and you think to yourself, whoa, bingo, I'm going to win a huge pot right here. So you bet the flop and the turn, and when your opponent comes out firing on the river, you rationalize that your hand, it just can't be beat. You hit top pair, top kicker. How can you have something better? But here's the thing. 
His bet is telling you that you're probably beat. And the truth of the matter is the hand is not over and you haven't won until the pot is pushed your way. So it doesn't matter if you flop top pair, top kicker, a set, or even a flush. Try not to let potential future winnings blind you to your opponent's actions and stop you from making good decisions right now. No hand is worthy of an automatic river call, not even top pair, top kicker on a ton of boards, nor even like a small flush on a three flush board. You always have to give it thought. So when they bet, ask yourself poker's ultimate question, what's he doing this with? Now the answer to that question is going to guide your decision. And if you can't logically answer it like, oh, I don't know what he's doing this with, then folding is probably the best response. All right, and the fourth reason we make losing river calls, it's because you want to validate your read. So sometimes you say to yourself, if I call and I'm wrong, hey, at least I get to see what they have and I can learn from it. Now, this is why the old saying, curiosity killed the cat, it's so accurate. Here's the truth of the matter. If your opponents are like me, and a lot of them are, where they bet 90% of the time with hands that beat one pair, then you are making an automatic losing call. Most of the time, they're betting hands that they believe will win. That means it's like two pair or even better on dry boards and straights are better on wet boards. And you've probably called to validate your read dozens or even hundreds of times. So it's been validated over and over again. So when are you going to finally get this through your thick skull? It's been validated dozens or hundreds of times. Stop validating and start folding when you know you're beat. So I want to help you work to make winning river calls and fold more often. There's two aspects of this. First, we're going to talk about in-game work while you're playing, and then study work as well. So for in-game work, here's the first part. You are in the hand, and you're facing a river bet. The first thing, I already mentioned this, is poker's ultimate question. What's he doing this with? That should pop into your mind, boom, right away. In fact, write it down on a little sticky note, put it on your computer right now. What's he doing this with? Now, you should have actually been asking and answering this question through every single street. If you have been, your answer on the river to that question will be more precise and accurate because you've been assigning a range and then narrowing it already through the streets. And then you want to let your answer guide your response to their better raise. When you're calling a river bet, it's because you believe your hand can win. So it's critical that you can name worse hands in his river betting range before you click call. Now, this is why I love the second question. Is he betting the best hand I beat? For example, we talked about this before. You hold ace-king on a rainbow ace-high board. You flop top pair, top kicker, and your opponent called the flop in the turn. The river card is a blank, so it doesn't complete a straight nor a flush, but he comes out firing two-thirds pot. So is he betting the best hand I beat? Is he betting ace-queen? Now, if you believe he can, and maybe even some worse hands like ace-jack and ace-10, then calling is probably a good play. And oftentimes, we hope our opponent has a busted bluff, but don't be too quick to put them on a busted draw river bluff. Here's a third question you can ask yourself. Does he have busted draws he can bluff? You want to make your bluff reads based on player type, so loose aggressive and tight aggressive players, they can absolutely bluff more often. And it helps if you've seen them bluff a river in the past. Now with those three questions I just gave you, if you can't come up with a good answer to any of those questions, then just fold the hand. But tag the hand so you can review it later. 
And then here's a great tip. I want you to tag every losing river call with a new tag. Make this in Poker Tracker 4 right now. Name the tag losing river call. Tag those losing river calls and then review them later to see if you actually made a mistaken call. Now, the second bit of in-game work you can do is when you're not involved in the hand. You're not involved. You folded your hand pre-flop, but you get to the river or they get to the river. You see a river bet. Now, imagine that you held top pair and you were the one facing that bet. So ask and answer those three questions and decide what you would do if you were in their shoes. Now, because you're not involved, you just have no pressure, no time pressure, no monetary pressure on your mind so that you can think clearly and come up with valid answers to the questions. Putting in the river calling reps like this, even when you're not involved, that's going to strengthen your poker brain. All right, let's talk about your study work now. So the first, I want you to calculate how often you bluff the river. And I talked about this before, just filtering for river bets made, counting up the number of bluffs. Seeing this percentage for yourself will help it get through your thick skull that river bets and raises are mostly made with better than top pair hands. Now, the second bit of study work, review your tagged river calling hands. You know, as you've been playing, you've been tagging hands. Well, pull open those hands, review them. When you review the hands, though, I want you to do it with Flopzilla Pro or Equilab or some kind of equity calculating software and make sure you put your opponent on a pre-flop range of hands and then ask and answer those three questions when you're facing that river bet. By looking at their pre-flop range of hands, it's going to help you answer those questions a little bit better. Also, do a full hand reading exercise with one losing river call per day. And of course, as you're doing all these hand reviews, take notes of the mistakes you made in your poker journal so you can work to not repeat them and improve your river calling win rate. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Spend the next seven days with a river calling focus. Do those action steps that I just mentioned for in-game and study work. At the end of your seven days, pull up your river calling win rate again to see your progress. And good luck to ya. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 459 to help you take notes. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.